The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. You are now logged in to Real Time Digital. Presented by thejargroup.com. Online marketing with measurable results. Welcome to two of the Jar Group's savviest internet marketers, Emily Leadblad and Lauren Garcia. Listen as these digital divas analyze hot trends and chat with the in crowd of the digital world. Real Time Digital starts in real time, in real time, right now. Hello and welcome to Real Time Digital presented by The Jar Group. I'm Lauren and I'm here with Emily. We are digital analysts at The Jar Group. Woo! And we're super excited to be the host of this radio show. Uh, We have tons of great content for you guys that we'll be delivering over the next few weeks. So we hope you tune in every time there's a new show from Real Time Digital. Today we will be interviewing two awesome people. The first one is Oleg from the famed Schnitzel Truck. And then later in the program we will have Peter Shankman, best known for his work with Help a Reporter Out, also known as Harrow. Yeah, and you know the point of the show, Real Time Digital, is that we're interviewing all these interesting folks from a bunch of different industries, um, all who are in some respect or another living in the digital present. So people who really understand what it means to live in real time. Um, we're from the Jar Group. It's a full-serviced uh, digital marketing agency. Um, and, you know, we live in this space. We work in Dumbo, which is a really hip part of Brooklyn. Nice. Yeah, exactly. It's really fun. And, um, you know, we, we really internalize this stuff. It's not just a job. We, you know, we eat this, we breathe this, and then we do it for fun, too, which also translates into work. So we're it's a great super, time. Yeah, we're super excited. Okay, so we're going to start off our show with a quick what's hot and what's not segment. Um, Lauren is always quick to tweet on any subject that sounds interesting, and we both love perusing through blogs pretty much every morning. Um, so, you know, we're just going to update you guys on a few of the things that have been taking the blog world by storm. <laughs> yeah, so obviously we know everybody has heard all the buzz about the iPad. So that's obviously our first what's hot. hot. So the iPad, huge, huge seller, kind of a steep price point, but I've already seen a couple, you know, on on the subway, on the bus, everywhere. It's it's popping up. I saw a guy toting one today in the elevator. I was that close to snatching it (laughs) and trying to get away, but. (laughs) And actually, I don't know if anybody has heard about this, but someone actually lost had to have his pinky amputated, or maybe it wasn't his pinky, one of his fingers amputated because he had the bag wrapped around his hand that was holding his brand new iPod, <laughs> iPad, excuse me, and it was snatched out of his hand by the thief. And like, these Did his things, pinky get cut off? No, he had to have it amputated at the oh. hospital. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy, so, right? There's a definite demand for these things. There are certain hazards that come with the iPad, I guess. Well, that's definitely not hot, but, you know. Losing, your, losing a finger, not hot. The iPad, very hot. Very hot. And going off that, what's not hot? The iPad might be smoking, but 
there's been all this buzz about the new iPhone, the iPhone 4G, which um, I'm sure you've all heard, uh, was apparently either in, intended or unintended, left in a bar in the San Francisco Bay Area this last week by an Apple employee. Um, and so that's definitely on our radar, not hot. Not hot. <laughs> not hot at all. Like, I know that it's really easy to lose the iPhone. I, all my friends have had at least two or three of them. But, you know, really, Apple employee, I <laughs> gotta got to be a little smarter Well, that. here's my thing. Was it intentional or was it not because that generated a lot of buzz and while they hadn't released it yet i'm like hmm marketing ploy or actual slip up but they can frame it either way so no it's true and i almost think it's funny because when that employee lost the phone whether or not he meant to do it if he did indeed you know do it on accident he must have been scared to death like who wants to go into their boss's office and tell them that they lost like the next huge thing, generation of iPhones. So, you know, it might have saved his ass, honestly, in the end, because it turned into this huge thing. Everybody's picking up on it, and I don't I don't necessarily think it's hurt them in any way. And I think, if anything, it's just, you know, given the iPhone 4G more hype. So, yeah, everybody's I don't know. pretty pumped to see what, see what actually comes out. So. so I'm glad it's not me, but... Yeah. So, you know, pros and cons, but mostly not hot yeah, about losing your phone. Hot. What what's next? Uh, location, location, location. Very hot right now. Oh, location, location, location. You're absolutely right. We actually covered this on our our Jar Group blog, our company blog, a few weeks ago. Um, one of our digital strategists, Dylan Spencer, wrote covering the geolocation wars at South by Southwest. Woohoo! Uh, it's it's first in the ring is um, Foursquare versus GoWalla. So. I don't. I don't know. Who 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 do you think's the winner right now, Lauren? Uh, I don't know. I, I've heard a lot about Foursquare, and again, you can read about Dylan's blog post on on the Jar blog, and that's www.thejargroup.com. Um, I don't have an iPhone, but I, I I wish I did. All these amazing apps are coming out, um, but Foursquare. I mean, everybody's checking in everywhere. I mean, I think. We'll talk about this later with Oleg, and people are checking in at the schnitzel truck. People are checking in all over the place, you know? So I, I think from just what I've been reading, Foursquare is kind of winning the battle right now. But. Yeah, you know what? Foursquare actually does have a lot bigger following, and, I, you know, I wish that they could just find a way to, to live in peace because I think there's an opportunity there. Um, you can only be the mayor of so many things. But, yeah, I definitely know that there are some inner office there's some inner office competition as to who's going to be the mayor Definitely. of the JAR group. Definitely. So, you know, it's like on your daily to-do list is check in wherever you are in your place of work. So, I mean, that's definitely hot. That's that's smoking. Location, hot. What's not hot? What? Um, I don't know. Not knowing where you are at all times. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've heard some jokes or, or a little while ago, saw some jokes going around online how thieves are going to be better able to rob your apartment because you're checking in wherever else obviously not your home and so they're going to know when to strike so that's not hot that's really not hot and i mean that's true there are definitely things that you have to think about when you're telling all your facebook friends where you are um yeah but it's also it's also pretty cool it's also pretty smoking yep all right, so we're going to keep tracking these what, what's hot and what's not subjects over the next few weeks. But now I, have, I think we're really excited to get a move on and start interviewing our guests for today. Um, when we come back from the break, we will be talking to 
the famous Oleg Voss. And you may not recognize that name right off the bat, but he is the man behind the schnitzel truck. So stay tuned with us. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about the schnitzel truck and social media and how the thing has just blown up all over all over Manhattan and how it's huge on Twitter. So you'll want to want to stay tuned for us after the break. Real Time Digital will be back after this download from our sponsors. Staying ahead of the curve to deliver the best online marketing solutions you need. That's what the JAR Group is all about. The JAR Group offers a full-service suite of marketing and managing solutions custom-tailored for affiliate search and social media. The JAR Group uses their resources and research to help meet and exceed the revenue expectations of each and every client. Find out how the JAR Group can work for you at thejargroup.com. That's thejargroup.com. The JAR Group, online marketing with measurable results. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia. Strong ROI made simple. Are you an affiliate? If yes, you'll pay me. No if, as, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up is a flash. Quickly convert the clicks into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Cause this is what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. Even comes with state of the art tracking. Ready to start? You can do it a couple ways. 866-XY7PAYS. It's toll free. Tell me what you waiting on. So log on to XY7.com. Ecom Experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to Real Time Digital, presented by TheJarGroup.com, online marketing with measurable results. Here are your digital divas, Emily and Lauren. Welcome back to the program. We are extremely excited about our next guest, he is Oleg Voss of the famous Schnitzel Truck, which has been making rounds around Manhattan since last July and has just experienced explosive success. Um, Schnitzel holds, you know, a very near and dear place to the Jar Group's heart as they make their weekly rounds in Dumbo. And um, we're just so thrilled to have you on our show, Oleg. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Emily and Lauren. I'm very honored to be on the show, um, and I look forward to your questions. Great. All right. Well, why don't you give us just a quick background on the Schnitzel Truck? Um, I know that you started in last July, and it must have just been whirlwind since then, as you've been making the rounds every day, visiting different parts of Manhattan. So how did this thing get started? Tell us a little bit about the Schnitzel Truck concept. 
Well, the concept came actually while I had uh, a job in Vienna in 2008. I used to work as an investment banker. And uh, fortunately for me, right downstairs from my office was a local schnitzel eatery that I would frequent quite often. Um, uh, so I, I gained a, an appreciation for schnitzel while I was in Austria. And then in I guess the middle of 2008, when the fi when the financial crisis hit, um, my company started to downsize, and then in early 2009 they formally laid me off. So that's I guess where the idea came from because I don't speak German and I was in a foreign land, and I missed home, which was in New which was New York. I grew up here. Um, and uh, I knew I needed to do something outside of the financial industry because it would be extremely tough to get back into it considering the amount of people that got laid off and the amount of people that had more experience than me. Uh, so I decided to uh, do this crazy thing, which is open up a schnitzel truck. I mean, I, I do have somewhat <laughs> of a culinary background. I used to attend... Um, the French Culinary Institute uh, in, here in New York City. So I always had a passion for food. I lived in Paris for four years during my high school years. So I really gained an appreciation for uh, gourmet fine dining at a very early age. So I always wanted to get back into the industry, just didn't know how. And I thought this was a perfect kind of niche to... Uh, to, to bring the, the, the product to the people. That's well, we love awesome. it. We are so happy you came, decided to come to New York City. We wouldn't even know what we would have been missing out on had you not not decided to bring the wonderful schnitzel to the streets. Um, it's incredible. Did you know what kind of comp competition you were getting into when you decided to have a food truck in New York City of all places? Um, and how did you come up with the idea of the traveling food truck? That's what's so kind of you know new and different about the schnitzel truck. Well, in terms of competition, I, I researched the market while uh, I was back in New York uh, in early 2009, and I, I really saw that this this whole food truck thing was because there was there was some buzz around it, and in terms of savory food trucks here in New York City, I really saw no competition because I knew that if we would come out with this concept we would do it on another level, a very gourmet level, yet very kind of affordable. It's not that expensive for what you're getting. Um, so uh, I saw maybe three to four savory trucks that really weren't, com weren't going to compete with us. We had a completely unique product uh, that hasn't really been tested on the streets of New York. Uh, <laughs> it was just a matter of whether it was going to work. And fortunately for us, uh, the people embraced the schnitz and uh, everybody's loving it. I mean, it's uh, very validating and gives us a lot of confidence that uh, uh, we made the right decision. Oh, yeah. And so you've really embraced social media in marketing the schnitzel truck. And, it's you know, social media has been one of the really main ways that the fans of the schnitz um, it communicate and interact with each other and express their loyalty to Schnitzel. So tell us how you, you know, started embracing Twitter and really started building up your followers. 
Well, uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, social media has played a tremendous role in getting us uh, started and um, attracting customers. Uh, I believe Twitter has been a, a, a tremendous business tool. Uh, forget the, the social aspect of it, but as a business tool, it, it really helps us to communicate with a large number of people uh, about our locations, about daily specials, and I really saw it as an opportunity to kind of have fun with it and not just give the bland, you know, we're here today or we're here tomorrow. I, I try to communicate with as many people as I can on Twitter. And um, there's, no, there's no manual to how social media can impact your business. But I can certainly tell that it, 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 it does have, it has had, a major impact on our business. I, I, I can't give you a, a measurable, uh, but I can say that it's it's definitely been a big help, and I'm very grateful for Twitter. So that wasn't necessarily part of your original plan. It just kind of was organically, you know, developed once it kind of hit the streets. I mean, I saw I, when I came back to New York, I didn't really know what Twitter was or or how to operate it or or what would, what the purpose was really, but as soon as we started the company and as soon as the idea came came about and I started to get the word out, I immediately saw the the potential impact of this and uh, yeah, I started to get the word out to, to different bloggers and and journalists and 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 eventually slowly the the fan base grew and grew and and it keeps growing on a daily basis so. It wasn't part of my uh, like scheme to uh, to grow the business, but uh, thank God for Twitter because it's it's uh, it's been a big help. Awesome, Oleg. Well, I know I've interacted with you a lot on Twitter, both for my own personal handle and for the Jar Group, um, and it's great. You guys are really active on there. Um, I was just wondering, I know you guys have a Facebook group or fan page rather also. How do you see a difference? Do you use it differently than Twitter? And do you see it as Justin's as an effective tool as, as Twitter for getting your, your business out there? I don't actually. Uh, I thought it would be the other way around. And I thought that we would have more Facebook fans and, and so on and so forth. Uh, I do uh, interact uh, with those two programs differently. Like uh, for Twitter, I won't post, you know, interviews of myself and mm -hmm. uh, press articles because mostly people on Twitter just use their phone and they can't really access this kind of from uh, this kind of content. But for Facebook, I, I I like to really advertise where we've been, what we've been on, and so on and so forth. And uh, that's, that's, I guess, the different way that I use Twitter and Facebook. And we yeah. have a lot, a lot less fans on, on Facebook, which I, I don't know whether that's a surprising thing or not. But You've got to have some pretty funny stories that have to do with schnitzel and social media. Do you have one off the top of your head that just cracks you up every time? Like, do you have a person who, like, stalks you on Twitter or something to that? Well, that I mean, uh, there's uh, there's this application called Foursquare, 
where people like to check in, uh, you know, at different locations, and you could oh, yeah. be the mayor yeah. of whatever, of schnitzel and things. And we have this guy, um, his name is Michael Day. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but he's a great guy. He <laughs> comes every single week just to check in so that he, that he can say that he's the mayor of schnitzel and things. But recently <laughs> he's lost his mayorship, and I think, and he's been coming more frequently to regain it. And it's just so funny to me that people would go to such extremes. He travels, I don't know, he sees us a couple times a week just to check in at the schnitzel and things truck. It's crazy to me. <laughs> and uh, more recently, we park on 48th and 6th. And if you guys have a chance, please, these guys are fantastic. They've created a, a Facebook fan page that's called the Schnitzel Fathers. And it's, it's a playoff of the Godfather. And they've been sending me messages of a talking puppet, like with a real kind of Italian accent. I'm like, yeah, if you're not going to be here today, I'm going to kick your butt from here to Buffalo. And it's just complete hilarity to me. And I love these kind of things. And uh, this is why uh, this is why I do this, to have fun. And uh, it's great when people uh, join in the fun and, and become and express themselves in creative ways. I love it. I love it. That is too funny. You probably are spurring some competition, and now that now that you got that out there, I'm sure a few other people will try to be contenders for the mayor of the Schnitzel truck because <laughs> that's that's quite a it's quite a badge to have to your name. Well, sounds good. If hopefully we'll see you more often in Dumbo, and we can reestablish our our constant our constant Schnitzel Fridays. Yeah, yeah uh, people, uh, actually, we've uh, left Dumbo recently. We haven't abandoned it. That's what the people on Twitter are kind of uh, upset about, upset at us about for abandoning Dumbo. And uh, uh, it, it's just uh, really funny. Some of the comments that some people are saying are just really funny. You know, I don't know. So... What happens when you move from different places and, you know, you've established a regular schedule and then you interrupt that by going to another place? I know a few of us in Dumbo for the last Fridays in a row have said, where is the schnitzel truck? And we've been desperately, you know, yearning for the schnitzel truck and just been so disappointed when you see that, um, that you're not on the corner. <laughs> so what do you do when, you know, people feel like, you know, you've interrupted their weekly schedules? I think some people are calling it abandonment on Twitter. Yeah, and some people are saying, this one guy on Twitter said that he's going to rip his mouth off and never eat again unless we come back to Dumbo. I mean, uh <laughs> I, I feel terrible. I want to be back in Dumbo, but unfortunately, there's just not enough people. Uh, there's not, you know, the, the kind of crowds that we saw in Dumbo when we first launched aren't there anymore. So we we kind of have to make up for fry for that for that like kind of slowish Friday, um, and we've yeah. chosen now to do it um, only because. This is a temporary thing. We will be back in Dumbo once Dumbo misses us a little bit. You know, <laughs> if you see us every week, it's not going to be so special. We need the relationship to be a little special. Well, we're looking forward to to seeing you back there whenever whenever you choose to come visit us. But we'll, given that, we'll, we'll be back for sure. We promise. And uh, on a side note, we do have a second truck in development. So. 
in any case, Dumbo will be included in our plans always. Awesome. Well, that's actually what I was going to ask you for. Looks like our, what our last question will be, given our timing. But what are your plans for the future? I know you just said that you're having another, you're getting another truck in the works. But what are your plans going forward, and how do you think social media is going to play a factor in that? We want to build a schnitz empire. <laughs> um, wh- how how to do this? I'm not sure. This is my first attempt at at a food truck. And to this day, I can't believe how crazy it is. Uh, uh, there, there are a lot of obstacles. Uh, so f- for the future, it's difficult to predict that, like I said, uh, a second truck, okay, we'll have. But a, a fleet of trucks, I-, I don't see that happening. So maybe at some point a retail location uh, or partnering up with some other people that could provide some synergies. Um there's just a lot of a lot of a lot of opportunities that we're pursuing, but one thing is for sure, we will have a second truck out on the road. Oh man! Well, you're doing a bunch of things right. You know, you've got the great schnitzel. You've got you've got the Twitter fans, and so we're super excited to see what's going to happen with the with the schnitzel truck. And I'm sure we'll be saying great things. So, viva la schnitzel empire! <laughs> and thanks so much for joining us today. That's all the time we have, but um, it was a great pleasure. Please, please, please don't be upset at us. We haven't abandoned Dumbo. Let (laughs) all the people in Dumbo know that Schnitzel Fridays will be in effect at some point in the near future. Awesome. All right. Schnitz you later, Oleg. Schnitz you later, everybody. Bye, Oleg. Bye. Real Time Digital will be back after this download from our sponsors. Staying ahead of the curve to deliver the best online marketing solutions you need. That's what the JAR Group is all about. The JAR Group offers a full-service suite of marketing and managing solutions custom-tailored for affiliate search and social media. The JAR Group uses their resources and research to help meet and exceed the revenue expectations of each and every client. Find out how the JAR Group can work for you at thejargroup.com. That's thejargroup.com. The JAR Group, online marketing with measurable results. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Charles, come on up and tell us about the great ROI we're getting from RevenueWire. Thank you. Since I signed up with RevenueWire, conversions have increased dramatically. RevenueWire has an integrated shopping cart called SafeCart that offers highly accurate sales tracking, boosting our conversions through the roof. And now that they've added multiple international currencies to SafeCart, we're looking forward to seeing significant increases in our overseas sales of PC utility software from LavaSoft, PC Tools, Pareto Logic, and Avonquest. With up to 75% commission, real-time sales tracking, free in-depth sales analytics and reporting tools, campaign optimization resources, and now weekly payments for top-performing affiliates, our sales are climbing higher and higher, thanks to RevenueWire. Find out more at RevenueWire.com. 
Ready to learn to be a mass marketing mastermind? Take some notes from the godfathers of mass distribution. Inbox, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to Real Time Digital, presented by thejargroup.com. Online marketing with measurable results. Here are your digital divas, Emily and Lauren. And welcome back to Real Time Digital. Once again, I'm Lauren here with Emily. Hey. We're from the JAR Group. And we are now here with Peter Shankman, founder of Harrow, Help a Reporter Out, and the Geek Factory. So we're very excited to have you on the show, Peter. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Um, Thanks for having me, guys. It's great to be here. Great. And before we get into the interview, we just want to say we are huge fans of Harrow. Um, a bunch of us at the JAR Group subscribe and look forward to getting the daily three emails. It's a really, really cool tool that we use for our clients, that we use for um, our company, the JAR Group. So it's, it's really cool, and we're really looking forward to hearing more about it from your perspective. So without further ado, um, I guess just to get started, Peter, where did you get the idea for Harrow? Good question. Harrow, you know, Harrow is one of those things that that um, I. It's one of those things that started because I had an idea of a way to help people, and most companies that tend to grow really fast and really big usually start because someone had a better idea of a way to do something. And I didn't know that I had a better idea or anything. All I knew is that I had run a PR firm for like you know, 10 or so years and had journalists who all the time would call me and say, hey, Peter, I know you talk to everyone and, you know, you're like the most connected person I know because you, um, you know, for some reason you do talk to everyone and like you, you know everyone in the world. So I'm doing a story on how aluminum cans are made from recycled goods for turned in, to be turned into soda cans. And do you know anyone who could talk about that? And I'd be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I sat on a plane last month with some guy that worked for Pepsi in development. You know, let me email both of you and put you. So, so that's just, you know, part of it was good karma. Part of it was, you know, why wouldn't you want to be a nice guy? And, and that's what I started doing. And, and that led to uh, reporters calling me pretty much daily and saying, you know, reporters I knew and saying, hey, Peter, you know, can I use your, I need someone who knows about this and, you know, so and so. But then what started happening was reporters who I didn't know started calling me, asking me for things that I didn't, didn't necessarily know about. Um, Hannibal Lecter from Silence of the Lambs, he said it best. He said, we covet what we know. <laughs> but, it, it, but if you don't know, you know, for someone like me who's trying to help journalists, you know, the, 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 the straw that broke the camel's back was a reporter from a major New York newspaper who called me and said, hey, I got your name from so-and-so at another major New York newspaper, and he said that you have a ton of – I'm doing a story on Nigerian farming, and he said that you have a ton of friends that are sub-Saharan soil experts. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you just sort of had to imagine me looking at the phone going, oh, yeah, that's how I organize all my friends. You know? <laughs> and so, like, calling everyone I knew. I found some, some uh, professor at USC – and, and, you know, who like in earth science or whatever, and I put the two of them together, and I'm like, all right, this took me six hours. This is my entire day. There's got to be a better way to do this. So I started a Facebook group, 
and I told my friends, I'm like, hey, get in this group, and every time I have a query, I'll just send it to all of you, and if you can answer it, do it. That lasted two months, and we outgrew the Facebook group, and it got to the point where Facebook sent me a note and said, hey, you're approaching too many members. You know, If you go past this certain number, we can't let you send any more emails. I said, well, oh, crap, that defeats the whole purpose of this group. So I have a friend of mine, a kid who lives in Canada. He's like 23, lives in his parents' basement. He's an an awesome web programmer, and he's never discovered girls. So he just spends, you know, all night in his parents' basement coding for like 100 bucks and a case of beer, and I hope he never changes. But So I said to him, I'm like, can you build this idea? He's like, yeah, sure, no worries. And like 12 hours later, you know, he had the first draft of, of, of what was Helper Reporter, and I posted one more time to the Facebook group. I sent an email that everyone said, hey, we're moving to this to this website. You know, if, if you guys want to keep helping out, I'm, I'm doing this to be a nice guy. You know, it's, it's good karma. And that was in, uh, Mar- uh, what did we move? We moved in March of 2008. And the first day we had about, I think, 200 people from the group. 200 people from about a thousand, out of about a thousand people moved over uh, to the, the you know, email list off, off of Facebook. And that was March 20th. And we just celebrated our two-year anniversary, and we have over 130,000 members that receive queries from over 50,000 journalists. Wow. That's incredible. Big numbers. Big numbers. That's awesome. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah. I know I, I participated in your anniversary um, contest, and that kind of leads me into another question. How are you using social media, um, or are you, um, for Help a Reporter, kind of using that, that idea of listening um, in the community versus, versus talking and kind of putting your own stuff out there. I know you're talking a lot about karma. How does that, the listening, kind of play a role in, in what you're doing? Well, I think that the thing about social media that, that people, you know, just people are starting to get it, but it's just taking so damn long for, the, for, for, for big corporations and even small companies to, to realize this, is that social media is the first the first media in the world that is not broadcast first. If you look at TV, if you look at radio, if you even look at websites back, you know, 10, 12 years ago with the dot-com boom, every type of media that has ever existed has always been broadcast first. So TV started, people broadcasted their ads. Radio started, people broadcasted, you know, radio ads. Um, uh, Even when AOL started in like the mid-90s, and all those chat rooms and everything, what was, what was keeping those things alive other than the, the membership fee were ads. And right. so people expect media to be, this is just, you know, social media is the next form of media. It just happens to have the word social in front of it. And people still see it as broadcast. But this is the first type of media ever that is not broadcast. It's, 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 the thing about social media is it's the first type of media that's not only broadcast. Social media is a two-way street. It's listening followed by broadcast. And there's never been something like that before. If you wanted to get the pulse of your audience, you know, to figure out if they liked your commercial or to figure out what commercial to, to, to broadcast, you sat 100 people down across the country, paid focus group companies to lots of money to poll these people, and the answers were never scientific because they knew they were getting polled. Social media eliminates that, and social media turns the concept of just broadcast on its ear and lets you listen first and use that information to then broadcast much, much better 
and to a much more targeted audience exactly the way the audience wants it. And the people and the companies that get it realize that what that allows you to do is sell a lot more and make a lot more revenue and generate a lot more revenue and, and increase profits because I don't care how cool companies think social media is or how cool the you know the social media is to the tech guy who's trying to sell it to the CEO. If the tech guy or the or the internet guy or whatever who's ch- talking to the CEO and the CEO says, "Why should I let you? Why should I give you some some money to hire someone to do to do Facebook or to do Twitter?" If the tech guy's answer is, "Oh, because it's cool and it's the next best thing," he's going to get shot down. The 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 people who are trying to explain it to the CEO have to explain it in the way that look. If we use this stuff and listen first, it will generate more revenue and save us more money than if we don't, because that's how CEOs are trained to think. And social media actually does allow you to do that. You can listen and adjust on the fly immediately and in real time to change your campaigns, your attitudes, your, your, your style of customer service, whatever. We've never had that opportunity before. Right. Yeah. Well, stemming off of that, so how has this type of new, you know, real-time you know, generation and revolution changed traditional PR and like the agency side of things. You said that you worked in the traditional PR agency for 10 years before conceptualizing Hero. So how has that really affected the agency side for you? Well, I mean, when I ran my agency, you know, it's funny. I get that question a lot. And I guess the best answer I can kind of get is is this. Um, You know, Every time something new comes out, when when internet when the internet came out and you know everyone was using email and everyone sort of stopped, um, you know email came about and people realized they could email press releases like right to the journalist. Like you know when email first arrived and the internet first blew up, there were like really really smart people who still have jobs today who went on record and said, oh, paper will be dead in ten years. You know, none of us will be using paper. We'll be using digital walls, and and we won't use pens, and and our children will have never <laughs> seen oh, a that one. <laughs> in a museum. You know, and and I remember like hearing these interviews on CNN and on on MSNBC, and like thinking, wow, that's um that's a bit short sighted. Mm-hmm. So what what I'm saying in terms of social media, how does it affect PR? It does change public relations, it does change marketing, hell, it changes sales. The, the, the social media revolution, and I hate to call it that because it sounds really, really cheesy and tacky, mm-hmm. but <laughs> the, the concept of social media invading our lives is in a, in a lot of ways similar to the way Google in, invaded our lives. Ten or twelve years ago, you didn't say, I'm going to Google something. You said, I'm going to go on the web and look something up on, on this search engine if you even knew you know, the term search engine. Um, that's what you did, you know, originally. And then over the past 10 or 12 years, the, the term Google had entered, you know, entered the lexicon. And now, you know, you Google something. When, when, when Carrie Bradshaw, I remember, I remember watching the, the Sex and the City episode, what, eight years ago or something, when Carrie Bradshaw, you know, HBO, she goes, oh, I Googled him. And I'm like, oh, okay, that Google just jumped the shark. You know, it's become <laughs> right. mainstream. And now, and that was the sort of, Symbol, you know, Twitter hasn't done that yet. Twitter hasn't done that yet, and Facebook is just starting to do that. But once once something enters the the, the lexicon, and you know, people like you and me and, and and people in the industry and the majority of people listening to this this interview, they're already ahead of the curve. When I worked at AOL, we used to call it 
seeing the world through T3-colored glasses. We were on this really, really fast Internet line because we worked at AOL. And, like, the pipe that came out of the Atlantic from, like, the rest of the world, like, literally terminated at AOL. So we were on, like, these six fast Internet connections, like, you know, a thousand times faster than the cable modem you have in your apartment or house now. And so we'd build these little pages on AOL, and we'd think, oh, awesome, that looks great. It loaded in less than a second for us. But we were looking at it through the glasses that we had. We weren't looking at it through Joe Bob's glasses. Joe Bob lived in a trailer in Tennessee and had a 1,200-baud modem that worked maybe. You know, So we, needed, we had to learn to sort of adapt the way that worked. And the same thing's happening here. We see Twitter and look at stables of what we do every day. It's just starting to enter the mainstream. But now that it is just starting to enter the mainstream, we're going to see a massive shift in the way people use the technology and start to use Facebook and, and maybe, I don't know if it's going to be Twitter, or, but I definitely know it's going to be Facebook. And they use these things to say, okay, this is how I'm going to plan my day. And as such, how I'm going to plan my life. I'm going to see what my friends are doing. I'm going to trust. They're going to stop trusting newspapers. Newspapers are dying, not because the news isn't there anymore, but because half the newspapers were made up of the people who told us what to think. Um, restaurant reviewers, movie critics. You know, things like that. Now, for the first time, we have easy access to all of the people in our network, all of our friends we've ever known. And if 10 of them say they just saw the new movie Kick-Ass and they all loved it, and we know these 10 people, we're apt to trust them a lot more than the reviewer. So for the first time, we're seeing social media start to play a, 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 a part in how the masses, the co- you know, not, I'm not using this as an insulting term, but how the universe, the world, America, whatever, plans their day and goes about their daily lives as opposed to just the select few geeks like ourselves. So as it <laughs> continues to grow, that's where businesses have to look. Right now, the CEO says, oh, I don't, you know, what's the point? I don't see the point of Facebook or Twitter or having a blog. In three, four, five years when this is mainstream, even more so than it is right now, Ashton Kutcher on Twitter does not make Twitter mainstream. But 700 million people or a billion people or something like that on Facebook um, doing everything from planning their day to visiting websites through the system to hearing what their top 20 most relevant friends say, that makes everything relevant and that makes it much more important. So companies need to start thinking about 36 months down the line. And so when the kid comes and says, hey, we should get on this because it can generate revenue, you should start to trust them. So, Peter, just to wrap up our show really quickly, we're almost out of time. What is the funniest hero story that you've, you've come across so far in your experience? Oh, my God. I mean, there are so many awesome stories. Some are funny. Some are, like, totally inspiring. I mean, you know, inspiring. There's the, there's the, there was a person in the Midwest who I think, I think they ran, like, a bakery or something, and, and they told me after the fact that they, they were really close to thinking about shutting it down because of the economy, and, and they used Harrow, and within, like, a week of using Harrow, they were featured in, like, the Wall Street Journal or something in some article relating to their knowledge, and, and then it got – that made them so popular they had to like hire six people or something like that. So, I mean, I hear those stories every day, and it just totally, you know, makes me like just so happy. In terms of funny stories, I mean, there, there are just it is amazing what people will do stories about. Um, Harrow's a phenomenal barometer of what's going on in the news and in the world. And so, if I wake up in the morning and you know, 15 queries came in overnight about. Um, uh, you know, divorce or about uh, sexual escapades or something like that, I know that some celebrity somewhere uh, probably just got busted by TMZ, you know, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, when, the, when the Tiger story broke, oh, my God, it was like Harrow was Tiger Central. It was crazy. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that is too funny. 
Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Peter. Uh, it was re really enlightening. We love what you've done for, you know, PR everywhere. <laughs> and, um, you know, thanks so much for taking the time to come out and talk to us today. My thanks, pleasure. Peter. And with that, that concludes the first, uh, the first show of Real Time Digital. So thanks everybody for tuning in. Um, we are looking forward to featuring tons more really, really interesting people. Um, so, you know, keep, keep coming back and listening to us. Thanks everyone.